Open the pod bay doors, please. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Get together, have a few laughs. A movie artist with Brad Hotel and Gus Trevor. We have to get our fun banter in first that the the podcast listeners have come to love. Everyone and tunes in for learn and love. One or two minutes of banter at the beginning. I I turn the podcast off after that, honestly. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. That's normally when I fall asleep right around the intro. I got Adam, but, but I then, got a new mic. See, ooh, he has a new mic, but he doesn't have headphones. So I forgot my headphones. <laughs> Oh, well, wow. I mean, it everything's sounding good on this side. We're not getting any yeah, same here, or anything. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, the mic uh, sounds good. I started ep- uh, editing last week's episode, and I sound good. I sound hard, good. hard eight, more like hard thirteen. What? Like that- a dong? <laughs> like a big hog? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Is that your segue? <laughs> first, we have dong segues for days. Well, speaking <laughs> of nerds with massive hogs. Speaking of making films on film, yeah, very hey filmy. gang, uh, yeah, so this is our show. <laughs> <laughs> check it out, check us out. We got a podcast, yeah, um, check our podcast out where you hey listen gang. to podcasts. My name is Brad Patello, and I'm joined by my good friend Gus Trouth and my other good friend Adam Lucas, all, also known as L Dog, I guess. No, 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 <laughs> no, not L Dog. Is that all right? Um, yes. So, Boogie Nights, uh, Sir Paul Thomas Anderson Marathon Part Two, uh, Boogie Nights 1997, his big breakout. Um, it's about poor most people, uh, it's his first movie. It's sure, the first time I was aware of him. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear about Heart Eight until I had seen like all of his movies up until Punch Drunk Love. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and then same. I was like, it was like, hey, have you heard? Well, like, and it was in college. Hey, hey, well, like, have you heard about Heart Eight? Hey, it's Paul actually Thomas called, Anderson. it was actually called Sydney. He's got a secret shitty movie that you can watch. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely, it was, it's one of those, I think Heart Eight is one of those movies that like, it's like no one saw, but the people who did see it are in the industry and realized like the talent. And then I'm sure that the script for Boogie Nights was just like blew everybody away. Obviously the, just the casting again, it's one of those things. The casting is amazing. Is it, but a lot of these guys haven't really done that much. Yeah. This cast love it. It's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino cast where he's like, it's just like a film nerd that has seen all their stuff and can see how good they are and knows why, how good they are and why they're good. Yeah. And so many people in this, well, this was, this this is Mark Wahlberg's first big breakout role. Yeah. For he, after he was Marky Mark of the funky bunch. I mean, had he, had he jeans guy, right? Had he done Calvin Klein. Anyway, he was a model. Had he done basketball diaries and fear before this? Yeah, he had done Basketball Diaries. I don't know about Fear. The reason okay. I know he did Basketball Diaries is because I watched the, um, what's his name, Charlie Rose interview with uh, PTA mm-hmm. after this movie came out, or around when this movie was coming out. And he talked about seeing him in Basketball Diaries and being like, oh, this guy is not just, you know, Marky Mark. Like, he can actually act. Yeah, it, in everything, basically every acting choice he makes in this movie is fucking perfect. It's so weird though because the character he's playing is a bad actor. Yeah. Right. And he's like acting within acting. Yeah. So he's yeah. doing the bad thing. He's doing his calm thing, which is really good, which is like what you, when like you first meet him, he's like bashful. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like that, that SNL skit, uh, the guy doing the impression is like, hey, Tommy, how are you? All yeah. right, say hi to your mother for me. Donnie, get okay. back in the car. What I tell you? <laughs> the, the character is also really, really dumb. Oh, so dumb. Yeah. Like there's Which, that thing. But like, the, yeah, there's like a naivete to it all that is. Well, what, there's what, so many people are so one dumb. Point and he goes uh, something about, oh, when Napoleon was king of Rome or. or yeah, something. yeah. All these people just kept coming after and attacking. He's also high as fuck. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's that's, too, that's but... in it. Yeah, the for the but the uh, when he's like first finding success and he's 
He's talking about the shirt he got. And he's oh my like, God, this, the shirt. Yeah. It's from an Italian designer or something. It's imported. He says imported Italian nylon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, you like it? It's imported Italian nylon, which is like the dumbest thing. Yeah. Th- this is, uh, this is, uh, while watching it last night, I, it, there is this thing that is happening and you guys, you guys are kind of touching upon it. There is such an earnesty and an ownership to these characters and how they portray these characters, even though there is moments in the movie that is like going for this weird, goofy, like comedy thing kind of, but then it, then it quickly kind of jumps back to this earnest, honest portrayal of these characters like the whole discussion between um, Marky Marks and John C. Riley at the, when they first are meeting and he's making the margarita for him. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't this movie weird? Like, can you, can you think of another movie that kind of straddles this and walks this line of like very serious, very well shot, very funny, kind of s- stupid, like, uh, like intentionally stupid. Like it does this weird thing. Magnolia. You know- yeah, so like, yeah, the only other movie is Magnolia, yeah. And it has that kinetic energy, too. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about some of the wonners in this oh movie. Oh, Holy shit. Yeah. Starting with the very first shot. To the sign, and then goes in the door and kind of but goes yeah, the But yeah, I was going to say, it's clearly on a crane at first. Mm-hmm. And, then it, and then it goes into the club. Yeah. So at some point there's a camera operator. Ta- I don't know if there was a switch. Do you think there was a hidden cut or was there a switch? It doesn't off? feel like I, it because I, it goes I think over it, the, is yeah, the I think camera it's a steady is the cam guy up on a platform on a platform that he can step. And off so of. that, that, that uh, move, that kind of sweeping move, he's just taking the steady cam and tilting it as the uh, crane is moving. Yeah, that makes sense. And then he just walks off a platform. That's my best guess. I don't know. I've never heard that confirmed, but that, that would be the simplest way to do it. If you had a like really good steady cam op, which like, yeah well that shot is uh you know it 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 introduces all the characters Mm -hmm. and then you it ends with mark marky mark i'm I'm just gonna call him mark i just call him marky mark yeah Uh, yeah and then that when all the like there's i don't know the composition is constantly changing but it's always framed well and no it's blocked so well yeah the camera is like sweeps behind yeah and the orchestration to it mm-hmm. of like the extras in the background and yeah it doesn't feel you get lost in it you don't go uh, it takes there might be a part where like as somebody who admires film and stuff we go holy shit this has all been one shot but like yeah. you're losing yourself in it and it's and it's enough right like enough of the background and enough turns and stuff that it feels like multiple shots there were yeah. several points in the film where I was like, wait, this has all been one shot. And then I, I rewound Went it back to, and... to see where the cuts were. And right. Then in this case, the cut is on Marky Mark. It's like when Burt Reynolds first sees Marky Mark, that's the cut. Yeah. They've they they've eye contact <laughs> across the room. Yes. So that, that was a little back and forth there. Yeah, that's it's a great shot. It's like three or four minutes long, I think that shot. And, and so, look. like immediately, I'm sure, like the film critics and everything that saw this, you know, in like preview and stuff, were like, "Okay, Scorsese, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> we see what you're doing." But then, you know, the film continues, and it's like, "Okay, shit, this isn't just like a gimmick. Like he's doing, he's it can actually back this." Yeah, all up. yeah, he's using that as like a tone to the movie yeah yes like the, like setting the whole... up the frenetic kind of like yeah constant action hey who oh, i don't know it's just it's it's one right, of you never know where the camera if it's like locked off it might like pan over after yeah. a while or yeah a lot of whip with, pans with like a... yeah, yeah a lot of whip pans yeah, which yeah which is again and like whip zooms too yeah yeah like, a lot of cuts you... hidden in whip pans i noticed like yeah three or four of them but very that's very 70s, 70s thing right yeah that's yes. all like aiming True. to the 70s vibe of right it helps i hate mo- movies that are like all right it's set in the 80s but like we're going to use only contemporary like camera moves yeah style we're yeah, going to yeah. do bullet time everywhere 
every <laughs> like the, yeah, the hair feels right the clothing feels right the cars are right the, and the mute the non-stop needle drops that are oh, like yeah that's one of my first effortless things. and they do not fucking like feel contrived or no it's just like, like you're oh, at a right party. they used another fucking like stone song great soundtrack. it's a vietnam yeah. soundtrack so like or movie so we have a stone song to you gotta have a let it bleed in there that's like it's required <laughs> right but it's just it's like jordan always says like we need to there's certain songs that need to be shelved well i for a while like 10 years i think uh the, the song in this soundtrack that i think should be shelved is spill the wine I'm, but because that's been overused it was probably newer when this came out but um but yeah all the songs are like appropriate too there a lot of times the music is diegenic but the songs yeah. are relevant to what's happening and have right. the right yeah, energy. They, right, the right energy and vibe for the moment. Well, the, the spill the wine thing, though, but like when that, when the woman dives into the pool, right, as the crescendo goes into the chorus, like, come on, that part is fucking awesome. It is. How, so, you, but how, that, you time, so great. how do you get there with a wonder? Right? That's another like, one. Is the song yeah. playing yeah. in the background? Yeah. yeah. The camera goes underwater during the wonder. During the wonder. Yeah. Like, is that a cut? Is that a hidden be, cut? I, I doubt it. I, I don't think it is. I don't know. I have I to go back and look at no. it. I, don't, I think it just goes underwater. But it also goes into, it ramps up, like it goes to slow motion too. So yeah. the jackknife, and then cut. he's like, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> that is so hey, you got to get your you gotta get your legs the whole way around. Like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he, just, then he just like belly flops, right? Back like, flops, I think. Or he's like, like right on his back. He doesn't <laughs> rotate the whole way. There's... And, he, and they show him underwater and he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> groaning oh, underwater. It, it, like that, that line about how you have to get your feet all the way around is just something. It's like you've said that to somebody or it's been said to you. Yeah. There is like a film familiarity to all of this, even though so, it's in, in it's, like I'm saying, it's handled so, silly sometimes, like intentionally right. silly. And then it's kind of even when the girl gets like ODs. And the guy's like, this is the second this one. And then the guy gets the down. He's like, get a hold of yourself. And he like, like slaps the guy it, twice. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I um, think no, I need to get borders, new shit. You think? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. think? Yeah. Uh, it borders on like satire or parody mm -hmm. at, at times. Do you know what I mean? But like you said, it keeps coming back to this groundedness. And even the things that are like kind of funny, like that moment where he says like, hey, man, you got to get your legs the whole way around. He's not making fun of him. No, it's like trying to help. It's sincere. It's like a it, sweet. Yeah. He's just it, being a sweet kid. Yeah, trying to give him advice, and like he's so dumb, he doesn't. He knows, like he should know that the that that guy knows that, but he's just trying to help. He's just like, hey, man, yeah, you gotta get your legs <laughs> all the way around. And you know, like I don't know. It's a, it's funny, but it's also a, a character moment reinforcing how kind of naive and like genuinely like he's just like a nice guy. Yeah, who just wants to have a life like that isn't shitty yeah you know? he yeah and it, well and it, it, they do such a good job of setting up the his parents and oh, like when his mom is freaking out on him yeah um and tearing everything down saying like this is my stuff you're too stupid i'm trying to help you you don't even know it and it cuts to the dad like sitting in the bed and yeah he can't, he's just, just frozen. not not yeah. intervening yeah can we go back real quick to before mm. the wonder i did not remember the long black screen with like like somber music pressing yeah like organ music or some shit right at the it beginning just, yeah right at the beginning it's like says like the studios and stuff and then it's just black and just like Bang. yeah <laughs> i'm like what this, is this the right i was literally like wait am i watch did i was watching on voodoo and i was like did, did, am i is it playing the wrong movie yeah you know? and then it's like then it comes in with uh the best song. of my love yeah um yeah i, I thought the same thing it was like yeah i was like oh this movie starts off more somber than i remember and then it just and cuts then, to disco bam yeah <laughs> is that just to give you it's like he's i think it's like a literally giving you a little right like and, a preview like of a position heightens yeah the happiness and colorfulness of the it's like shot. an instant vibe yeah right I, a, I think he was yeah. trying to do something there like a palette cleanser and then like a thing to like show you like okay here's like a low like a 
sad. Yeah, we're going to get there. Right. And it's going to start <laughs> off real fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a two act but... story, mm-hmm. which is unusual. Like uh, I go into most movies assuming it's going to be three acts, but there's a pretty clear, pretty clear two act. The tone in act two completely shifts. Yeah. After Will, Will Mace, spoiler, <laughs> after <laughs> Bill Macy shoots himself, which was based yeah. on a real incident. A lot of this is like real. Like uh, there's a From lot of stories. this. Was... John Holmes, he was like very, uh, well, the whole thing is based on a short he made. Right. Um, and caught like before anything. And um, I think he's a dropout, right? He's, he's one of the, the film school dropout guys. Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> film school dropouts unite. <laughs> and uh, I think he like this idea, there was like a John Holmes documentary maybe. Yeah. And it was like everybody for this guy who had this giant wiener like was like all these people are being interviewed like like hey what do you think of this guy and they're like making fun of him and stuff and thought he was a loser and he thought he was like a badass and yeah it's just sort of yeah the character is based on john holmes yeah there's a lot of little story beats in here and characters that are based on like amber waves is based on based on a real guy right yeah and veronica hart inspired amber and her um her custody battle inspired yeah. that story and and she actually plays the judge in the scene with the where they're having the custody battle oh wow yeah, yeah and there's a couple like porn Actual porn stars yeah the yeah the what's his name's wife is a porn star too will yeah, Mace, Nina, Bill Macy's. what's her will name Nina, uh, is it nina something ne- anyway nina simone i think or, or something hardly i she, can't remember something like that i mean she doesn't have that, that much screen time but she's like but she's like go on the couch and, <laughs> go sleep on the couch yeah she's like that's, memorable yes and th- that's again a sign of a great movie is like you remember every fucking character and how many goddamn characters there are in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. and just how many setups are at the beginning like you have a scene with amber trying to call her son and then yeah. you have that scene with bill macy and his wife and then you set up uh you set up Don Marky Cheadle Mark's character. His, Don Cheadle and his wardrobe changes. Don Cheadle is killing it in this <laughs> yeah. movie. The end when Don Cheadle has it. that commercial and he does the like little like like uh, robot robot thing. beat bo- like yeah yeah um, beat boy kind of shit and then uh, and they're all like shooting it too. They're all like, which is kind of a sweet moment. It picks up a little at the very end of the film. It's a rise and fall. Yeah, yeah. The, the very the very end you could argue is like the teaser for the third act we don't get to see of them right. like yeah. their rebirth and like kind of return yeah. to like a better place and it's kind of sweet the ending is i mean most of the characters are in a better place than they are throughout most of act two anyway and Act two gets yeah. dark. Yeah, it's it's not well. It's not necessarily back to the start, but it's like no. But it's another. It's they found an, another way to be. They found peace. Yeah. yeah. Like honestly, this whole thing, I kind of view it as like this tension between like the exploitative nature of like the people profiting off of this, but also like them like building a weird family together. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, that's that's very because that's a prominent it. theme. Well, that's a more modern family too, of of just being like you're see more your friends more, right? Than you do. Your well, plus Amber has this whole maternal family. thing, right, which she right. is She's like, literally saying like Dirk, Dirk is my 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 second boy. You know, like I can't lose yeah. him too. And well, she says like it's a roller girl out, too. Yeah, they're yeah. like, you can call me mom. You want to call me mom? Like, <laughs> which is kind of making up for her own failed yeah. relationship or with her child now, yeah. which is. And then, yeah, like Marky Mark's mom is terrible and Amber takes him under his her wing and it's about family, you know, they have a, they form a a weird edible family. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. I did write down, there is some weird edible stuff going on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, with with him and uh, Amber. 
Oh yeah. I would say that there is just not, none of them are like other than the Colonel and like a few of them, most of them, they're sweethearts and they're nice and they mean well, and they just want to make people ha- honestly happy. Like, yeah, they get into drugs and do fucked up shit and crazy things happen and it gets complex and stuff, but they are good people. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, like and you're rooting Reynolds, for them. What's his character's name? I can't fucking Jack Horner. Jack Horner. Jack, yeah. Um, he is like the, the dividing line between those two camps. Like he, he does want to like, whatever, make art and everything. But I think he's, he is willfully suppressing the truth is that he really doesn't care as long as he can make money. Right, because he yeah. he's, he makes this big stand about film, and I will never shoot on video, and I'm making art, and da da da, and then he storms out of the room, and he's like, "We we will or will not continue this conversation," you know. It's like, <laughs> and then then it doesn't even really like explain it. It's just they're shooting on video. Then you yeah, know, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So and he you know, he's kind of like, well, you can tell he he doesn't feel right about it. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> fucker in and the ass. The, sure. The way that he finds these broken kids that you know need a family yeah and that he can use them but he does provide them with a certain amount of like you know like a an environment to like succeed in you know it's just a weird it's just his character is very kind of to me hard to kind of read and i think he doesn't really know maybe the character doesn't really know from moment to moment who he's going to be and how he's going to i think he ultimately does in his head think he's doing good things for sure Oh yeah, for sure. He has like whether or not that is self delusion or he truly yeah, I think believes it. We all it. think that. Yeah. yeah, like you're everybody's deluding themselves to a certain degree, right? I think he's complicated, you know, as yeah. a which people are. I mean, maybe he's more good than evil. Maybe he's more evil than good. We all got good and evil in us, but some got more than others. And he's just trying to carve out a space in the world for himself and then these people yeah. that he he needs for his you know project but he also does care about that you know he doesn't he doesn't abandon people and he yeah. is likable as yeah as strangely likable right the like hot tub fun- scene whenever he comes up with uh dirt diggler dirt diggler yeah dude okay when william h macy is that his name yeah. Or who's, yes yeah 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 when he on the first perno shoot there like he's, he's like looking through he's like the producer or whatever and he's looking through the call list or whatever and he's like dirt who, who the hell's dirt diggler and he's like oh that's the new guy that's and, he's new like, and, he, and he goes good name yeah <laughs> it's so good like it's like maybe the best part of the whole fucking movie it's so fucking good. <laughs> there's, there's so, so many, many little moments, moments yes. like that where like yeah, yeah all of us cars like oh man that's my favorite part of the movie it's like and it's yeah. always some little like there's a lot of you're just waiting for touches. it to happen and like yeah there's like jordan loves those moments oh for sure those are great moments they're very intimate and real and no paul thomas anderson is so good at those like tiny moments that really make turn a character from like a character into like a person yeah yes and that's i think part partly the direction and partly the acting i mean he chooses his cast well this this movie does have an amazing cast i wouldn't change one person right how does somebody who's a relative unknown i mean he got you know how does he get all these people to sign on to this alex asked the same question you know what i mean he was like and get naked and like like risk their careers yeah because a lot of like burt reynolds didn't like this movie apparently like after it was yeah and several Her. like people have said they regretted making it because like Heather Graham said she couldn't get any good roles get after job. that. And uh, yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson just must be an incredible pitch man because I'm guessing he had to personally convince some of these people. Like he's like, Hey, I wrote this for you. And if you've heard him talk, like you've seen interviews and stuff with him, like he is curses like a sailor and he's yes. fast. He's so fast. He's like a Gish Gallup, like debater type of guy. He's super brilliant. And he can probably convince, you know, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. But he doesn't have that tinge of cringe that Tarantino has. Right. Tarantino could piss people off where Paul Thomas Anderson might be pissing you off, but you like him. (laughs) Right. No, he doesn't have that overt ego. 
yeah. and that like need to be viewed as cool. He's just like, hey, I know what I'm doing and it's going to be amazing and you could be a part of it or not. Uh, I want you to be, you know, like I, I feel like he would just talk. He would talk you around and then all of a sudden you'd be like backed into a corner and be like, well, I guess this is the only thing to do. OK, you know, like but I, the yeah. fucked up thing is I thought it like jumps restarted Burt Reynolds career. It did. Yeah. Yeah, he well, got an Academy Award nomination for this. <sighs> yeah, he's his a only guy, one. So, yeah, like if you do something risque and whatever, it's cool, and society won't punish you. But if you're a woman, and yeah, you do, and you're stupid, you know, like it, it depends on the situation. But I mean, yeah, but uh, Burt Reynolds it, does fucking straight up kill it. Like, oh, he does. He's yeah. so good. And like sometimes actors, if you present something as kind of like risky and like groundbreaking and different, like that's appealing to them too, you know, because they view themselves as artists and they want to be like on the cutting edge. I'm not saying I, I just implied that actors aren't artists. Not all of them are. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it like, this is like Tar or, uh, Tarantino picking John Travolta, you know, if most of the people who signed on said it was the script. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would the, imagine they read the script, the script and they're like, yeah. this is really good. I'm pretty sure Paul Thomas Anderson also puts in like camera direction and fucking like lenses he wants to be used in Probably. his scripts. Yeah. Yeah. And a bunch of yeah. people went like Leo DiCaprio was signed on at first. Yeah, that's right. He was going to do dirt. it, but he had to go do Titanic instead. Yep, and he did Titanic instead. Yeah, there were a bunch of roles. Several people were considered for like famous people like Bill Murray in the Jack Horner role and that would have been very interesting. Yeah. He would have played it so differently. Yeah. yeah. It could have been good, but I, I just, I can't imagine it not being Burt Reynolds the, you know, at this point. The camera, the, we talk about it, we talked about it in Heart Eight, but like there is just a way he moves his camera that's very effortless. Yeah. And it, the, the calmness of most of the acting is like kind of parallel to that too. That how the camera moves and they're just talking especially especially between burt reynolds and uh marky marks like yeah. they just have this yeah chillness of how they're like it's a weird kind of like it's like a hangout movie but that's actually going somewhere <laughs> which is you the best I mean? is like how is anything better than that in my right. opinion there there is it's, it's like you're just episodes. hanging out but you're actually like the plot is moving forward in yeah. all of these massive scenes where everyone's just hanging out yeah yeah and it's kind of an ensemble hangout too, because like right. several different plot threads will be moved forward in the same scene. I, I totally did not realize that was Thomas Jane in this as Todd. Oh yeah. <laughs> or Alfred Molina as that in that crazy scene. Oh in yeah, two. he's so skinny. Yeah, and he's he's in his underwear, and he's that is one of the most tense scenes. And dude, that different. Scene it's you don't know where it's gonna go you know it's gonna go well you know that's gonna end up shitty or maybe they'll yeah, get out oh of there yeah. you don't know like it's and the, the firecrackers and the song choice and him like saying i don't like people i like to he makes his own mixtapes he's like you don't yeah. tell me when to listen to stuff <laughs> that whole that's like i could we could have like an episode on just that scene it's so fucking good I love that scene. When uh, what's, his, what's the Punisher guy's name? Tom what? Thomas Jane. Yeah, when he gets shot and kind of is rolling and then like pulls the gun out and takes it and cracks off the uh, the bodyguard dude. Yeah. The timing of that roll to a pause and then a I mean you could straight rotoscope that and it would be perfect animation timing. It's <laughs> like it. it it's these little glimpses sometimes that these directors that don't do full on like hardcore action scenes, like a John Woo movie or something like that, that I'm like, what if Paul Thomas Anderson just was like, fuck it, I'm making an action movie. I bet it would be so fucking cool. That is just from these glimpses. Scene. There yeah. is a bits of good action in this. There's yeah. No, I think that scene is what got him like, and just kind of like the rambly dialogue sometimes is what got him a lot of Tarantino comparisons when this came out. Yeah, I always mean. want donuts whenever he goes to the donut shop. Oh god, that scene. That's that's a very Tarantino like scene too, that donut yeah. shop. Just the random violence. Yeah. Which is very like 
brutal. I'd forgotten how brutal some of the violence is in this. They're trying to do this like new because they have videotapes. They're like, oh, we'll just pick a random dude off off the street and film yeah. that. So and it's the, the kid making fun of that was making fun yes. of her that made her drop yeah. out of school. Yeah. Um, and then she like stomps the shit out of him with her roller skates. With her roller I was skates. thinking about that the casting call for that guy's for that guy yeah it was probably like all these guys do, like uh pantomiming fellatio right and he just did it the best so that's how he got yeah. the part it's like oh my like, god it looks like there's a ghost dick in your yeah. mouth <laughs> wins, mean, he's, sir he's fucking going for it dude <laughs> yeah he is, he is going for it <laughs> philip seymour hoffman is so weird in this he's so which is the point he's his character is just so awkward and like just the way he stands and the way he reacts to things it's he's very uncomfortable with himself like he he he's, yes. has his hands in his pockets and he's crossing his hands and he has his hands behind his back and he puts his hands to his side like he doesn't know how to be him because he's hiding constantly right yeah and, and, he, and he yeah that's a good and that again there's so many lines in this movie that i just like i'm a fucking idiot i'm a fucking idiot like, he goes on i'll just like say that. to myself or in the like right he says it like 10 times in a row and yeah. and he's he's really selling it and the camera's just lingering on him and you're just like is uh, this the first role that philip seymour hoffman wasn't like overacting in a bad way like <laughs> well, i'm not wasn't i like, in Heart Eight, I like he's overacting hard, but I like what he's doing. It, it, there is, a, there is, then there's like Twister, which is just insane. And he kind of, but he's like landing the energy of that movie. Yeah, no, yeah, like he, he honestly, he is like the spirit animal of that. Of yeah, <laughs> like it's like he knows what to do, but in this movie, he, whatever he's been going for all the all those years, he is fucking landing perfectly no he was made 10 out of 10 paul thomas anderson's writing that line between like ridiculous and ultra serious because he then he basically after this everything he's hitting out of the park i will say when they're all getting like matching they get matched those matching shirts and pants and it shows him and he like can't buckle his pants and he does this he does this really like force he's like shrug <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. that was a little bit i mean like, that it works in the scene like, yeah. i giggled i was like oh man um it's yeah. fine but it's it's hilarious because it's like you could tell he was like being a ham you yeah. know like on purpose uh oh philip i miss him same he's like he's probably my favorite actor and you imagine what like yeah it's like basically anything he did was awesome Boogie Nights. <laughs> Boogie Sorry, Nights. Bro. No, yeah, Boogie Nights is fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it, you're a fucking idiot. Also, that song by Heat Wave isn't in the movie, is it? Or is it? The song no. Boogie Nights? No, it's not. Mm-mm. It's not, right? I, just, I went and looked. I specifically looked. Is that two, uh, like, on the nose? Two on probably? the nose? Uh, yeah, Especially I think Especially for it Paul is. Thomas Anderson, right? Or, it would have to or, be so overtly on the nose that he would be like... Oh, a lot crazy. of the soundtrack is on the nose but oh yeah roller girl literally puts on i got a brand new pair of rolls yeah you got, when, she, to, when they're gonna have sex it's like yeah um kind of ridiculous but my theory either, christian during the alfred molina scene yeah it's so, uh, that is so good <laughs> that, that makes me want to listen to that song yeah that that scene because he's got a mixtape on yeah yeah it starts with sister christian then it goes into jesse's girl and finally, 99 red balloons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is his mix. It's diagenic, so it makes sense. But I do like how the music just keeps going. Just keeps going. You know, the, when the he's season. and everything's timed out like perfectly. It's yeah. like, so cool. <laughs> oh, fucking cool. It's the I wonder how long they that the, in the editing room that took. Yeah. Whenever he's like, that's cause. Oh, that's just that's Cosmo. Don't worry about him. He's Asian. <laughs> throwing firecrackers and like but like that like he brings his hand up like this as he's walking and he's kind of like (laughs) yeah like (laughs) they he does this really smart thing and i i'm sure this is intentional it's that the firecrackers aren't just like incessant there are some breaks 
So yeah. you like forget about them. And then one comes back at you know, like right, right when it's long enough for you to be like not thinking about when's the next firecracker gonna come. That's when the next one comes. Like it's so good. Yeah, that scene is the fucking best. It has the tension building is insane. The characters, and like you don't ever really see that character until then. Um, did you speaking of Heart Eight, did you pick up the 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 music? He uses the same score, bit of score. I don't know if it's if it's an actual like song, but it's sort of like this in in Boogie Nights to 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 remind you, it's the scene where the donut scene's happening, the he uh, fucking Marky Wahlberg's is turning tricks. And yeah, and the, every, and the limo scene. And the limo right? scene. Okay. It's like dong, yeah. like that, like. Oh yeah, that scene. That music. That is that music is used throughout. Uh, Heart eight. eight. Oh, it yeah. is. All right. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah, I that I noticed that music is being, because there is a lot of parallel editing in this movie. Yeah. And that like, that music is. I mean, it is a really dark moment. I guess those are the characters at their yeah. lowest points. Yeah, those yeah. are the characters at their lowest points. But yeah, that music is really harsh and intense, and it just keeps going and yeah, gets louder. And also, speaking of music, we'd be remiss not to speak of uh... "You've Got the Touch." That is from '86. Hello, that <laughs> yeah. Transformers the movie was '86. The this fucking was... the uh, per, the record or the producer in the. You mean the, 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 the audio engineer guy? The audio engineer who's just guy. like sitting there, like, oh my, he's like, God. Jesus, fucking <laughs> I do not and get like, paid enough for this shit. When when like John C. Riley has the guitar, and he, they're sitting there, and he's like, and he's, he's like, like, wait, do, practicing and, that, and then you say, yeah, fun. yeah, and then yeah, it's, oh God, it's so good. <laughs> he's he's doing such a good job of singing it badly too. Oh, yeah, because you know he can sing, <laughs> right? And he's. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. That's a pretty funny moment. Like when it's very believable. John C. Riley's all into it, and <laughs> yeah, I just uh, this movie is just something else. I, I just can't. Uh, like you said, uh, <laughs> and it's funny when I was I was laying in bed watching this movie last night, and I said the same thing you said, Lucas. I said, "What other fucking movie has this rides this fucking tightrope?" Oh, Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's like. like this Magnolia has the same shit. Tom Cruise is being the funniest Tom Cruise has ever been. And he's doing this other very serious and he's like, completely like, that fucking character. Yeah, like other than like Born on the Fourth of July, like maybe his most like intense role. Yes. Ever. That he that he pulls off. Right. Yeah, um, Born on the Fourth of July is. Woo, yeah, that's that do not if if you want to have a good day, do not watch that movie. Oh, that that's movie. a great. I love that movie. I, I mean, it's a yeah. Fantastic well, you're a Gen movie. X. You guys are all <laughs> We're dead inside. Remember? Yeah, that? it's like uh yeah, um, nihilists. Yeah, nihilist well, shit, guys. It's, 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 I guess we not a more dangerous combo. This is going to be one of those. Um, well, I will be interested the further we get in. I don't think that we're going to have. I wonder where we're going to all be at with the master. Because I think week that's, is uh, Magnolia, right? Magnolia, which I think one. is going to be a glowing review. I I, I, I am really excited to rewatch that. I have only oh, seen you, it I, once. Oh, really? And I've I seen it liked like it. I remember really liking it. Times. Yeah, I I literally have no idea how many times I've seen it. Like, but I was obsessed I, with that movie. I just Thank never you. went back to it. For I I have very fond memories of the the one time I did watch it and I can oh, barely well, that's remember fun. what it was fun. about. Yeah, you're in for a wild I, it's, ride. I, I think glowing reviews for the next three movies. Okay. Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, and uh, There Will Be Blood, will be which blood. are all completely fucking different movies. Now, There Will Be Blood, I've seen many, many times yeah. for some reason. I, um, well, it's kind I love of that. a fun hangout movie. Yeah. It's, it's a it's hangout kind of movie. Is. Yeah. Uh, we, like we're doing a Paul Thomas Anderson marathon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, join us, won't you? <laughs> and then none of us have seen Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza which is was... now on Amazon Prime to rent for five ninety nine. Well, that was the that was the catalyst for this whole like marathon. Was the Licorice Pizza, and then yeah, busted. we kept on wanting to watch that, and then Mike Birch was like, "You guys going to do another marathon or like something like that?" And I was like, "Oh, so some they like the marathons." Now okay let's... yeah we're doing well i like him too because i need yeah. i don't like Order. not knowing i need control <laughs> like, i need to know what we're doing next 
those, yep, those another, weeks are another. rough when like we text each other on monday it's like what movie are we doing yeah those are rough <laughs> i have i don't think i've been involved in those because i generally pulled in for the pre-planned uh but that doesn't sound pleasant no well it's only happened pressure. a few times i guess no. yeah so well, uh, what are we watching what what, what have you been watching wa- what have watched you been have you both seen um turning red no i don't think i've heard of that what is that that's the new no that's the, the new pixar, pixar? Oh, oh oh right no red i haven't seen it. i was waiting to try and watch it with rachel it's so hard to watch rate movies with my lovely wife because she has to go to bed so early oh yeah so it's like we don't even have that like after the kid goes to bedtime it's basically like she has to get all ready for the next day and go to bed so then I'm sitting there like, I guess I'm going to watch a movie by myself, which like, I don't mind. I just feel bad for her. Whenever that happens, I put on a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, did you, did Gus, did you see it? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, I saw it. <laughs> What'd you think? It was good. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. We're really well directed. Uh, good colors. Um, it's a lot Assuming of like red. subtext. Yeah. A lot of really pastel, like. Like they made the whole movie out of a Lego friends kit. It's, it's all like a pastel and bright colors and, but it's super fun. It's uh, the characters are a lot of fun. Uh, the, the animation is really cool. It's like not typical Pixar animation. It's different. That's cool. Like a different, the, the movement of the characters is, sort of a different style than their other movies which i which i appreciate yeah that's very cool because they're generally pretty boilerplate like they have their thing yeah i'm noticing features now are kind of <laughs> I, I think probably thanks to spider-verse feature animation yeah. films are pro- are going like hey we can do taking some more risk cool animation we don't have to do everything <laughs> exactly like disney did it like yeah, in 1940 right. Yeah, um, <laughs> that bad guys movie that's coming out, which is such a shitty title, but um, the animation is like looks cool. It, yeah, it's like uh, what if um, they put the in front of it? What if my it was son the is bad? really Move into, into that. the third like, kind of stuff. He he's really excited for that because that's like a book oh, okay. that he likes. It's like a kid's book, like a sort of wimpy kid style diary of a wimpy kid or whatever like those books you know it's yeah. like that so i i think i'm excited i think that looks good too I yeah think, that looks awesome I th- i'm excited for the direction that animation is going you know like there's they're trying new things they're you know um there's I think fun. more and more people or realize you know what i mean like there's people well, that there's what, a didn't women like it before and that people like it. of color directing now what which... <laughs> well and gen z like loves anime and to some you know some of that is like good anime and some is bad but like there's a there's a an obsession with animated stuff yeah in the, in the current like prime marketing category that like so, like this like like nerds like it kind of cool kids like it like <laughs> right it's just kind of like everybody, everybody in between like yeah it's, it's it's okay for you to be into animated stuff like yeah. you're not weird if you like cartoons anymore like as Tur- an adult turning red has a very like anime sensibility to just the overall look of it i think which it's a fun look it looks really cool and yeah it's fun i i recommend it it's i liked it so. I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to. I'll probably watch it tonight after Rachel's taking a shower. Right now, after she goes to bed, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. All right, what what are you guys been watching? Oh boy, I'll go quick because I don't really have too much. Uh, we have continued to what? What's that goddamn pirate show on HBO? With uh, our flag like, means death. Our our flag means death. That show is a sleeper. It kind of is very slow. If you kind of you can either like just love those guys right off the bat sure. and get the very dry humor of it all. But man, before you know it, like how like the friendships and stuff, it's so fucking good. Really enjoyed it. It uh, hits its rhythm after a couple yeah. of episodes. Yes. It's a show it about out what it is. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a comedy. It's, a, it's based very loosely based on a real pirate that was known as like the gentleman pirate. <laughs> and he was a guy that like had lands and titles in 
uh, the UK, in the UK or England, and he and he left his family and became a pirate. And it's like a real thing. But the show, it's New Zealand uh, comedy. Yeah, it's like which is yeah, like the drive the Concords without comedy, songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the guy that was their manager, John Reese Davies. Is that his name? Something like that. Something yeah, he's Reese great. Davies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taiko Waititi. Yeah, he's yeah. Blackbeard. So Blackbeard was a real person. You know, like, there, there's yeah. real characters from history in it but it's just a totally like wacky Silly, comedy show yeah yeah sounds fun it, it is fun it it's is very really fun. fun yeah um continue watching severance i'm getting a little afraid of severance in the fact that it's gone this far there's probably only two episodes left and it, it like very little is explained unless they're playing on a season two or something like that it's i i'm what i my fear is that they're going to explain everything in the last episode. In two episodes or one yes, episode which gonna be, be bad fuck like don't do that no um, i think i i really they if they're not planning on another season i think they fucked the show up hard oh so no many seats so much unknown shit it's you were crazy. raving they're, about that show too i know i'm not it's still very it's good still good but if they do wrap it up in like two episodes i'm gonna be like i don't know how they'll do it and and yeah. i and not piss me off um <laughs> uh oh, no. they've, teased, they've teased a bunch of stuff a yeah, bunch of yeah. like weird ass like is this like a, this is like a weird like science cult there's there's something paranormal or how far how far is are they in this like truman show thing that's like this whole fucking locked off town it, yeah it, it, the town doesn't even fucking know like everybody in that town could be part of severance and they fucking wouldn't necessarily even know right because it's a fucking switch in their head it's cra- yeah. it it's one of those things the same thing with devs it's like getting a show that has cool people in it out there that has these deep fucking things to think about like is a cool it's just cool for like humanity in itself you know what i mean just just on that point uh severance is fucking awesome and the fucking intro is incredible um, i watched the intro by the way uh you had to that is that on, not uh, well you were recommending that i just yeah. look at the intro and yeah it's, it is really cool yeah oh and that piano score which should yeah. be used more throughout the show it is used to show a lot what about you luke Adam, have you, you watched watching? anything new l dog um that we haven't talked about uh um this flag means death is very funny um severance is still a show again if it doesn't have another season or two i i don't know how it won't make me angry um <laughs> and um watching uh gus was telling me I, I i was watching like just in the background when we were hanging out i went to visit gus this weekend and last weekend and uh we were watching formula one qualifying on saturday morning it was just like playing in the background while we were just like hanging out having breakfast and stuff um so i'm i'm kind of into formula one and there's a show on netflix called drive to survive i've probably talked about it before in here but there's a new season so the season comes out it's about the previous race season and the show comes out like right before. So it's sort of reality drama. Yeah. Like about the past season. So it's a good way to kind of catch up. And it is very much heavily leans on the drama personality drama between the drivers and the teams. And formula one is like, it's like a soap opera for dudes. It's like melodrama (laughs) that like red blooded manly men are allowed to like. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Cause it very much is a bunch of petty drama and people being like drama Queens and like clapping back at each other. And, you know, uh, yeah. and then there's all sorts of intrigue involved in it. And it's like, it's not so much now, but recently there were teams that were like the one, there was a team owned by an Indian like billionaire and he like, he's in prison now. Like they took the team away from him and, and, and the Indian government had an arbitration and like, because he embezzled all this money, you know, like, there was a another oh, sponsor that was a crazy uh, scandal. Yeah, there was another sponsor that was this crazy guy with a big beard, and he was the CEO of this energy drink company that it turns out doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> so probably money money laundering for some other thing. But like the car had the thing on it. But if you went to go try and buy this energy drink, you can't find it. They had a website where you could like order it, but then they never showed up. Uh, just like all sorts of weird stuff. And then like auto racing is cool. Like I don't I don't know. I like I like. You kind of have to, you have to spend enough time. It's like with any sport or maybe even like certain genres of film or whatever, you know, like anime, Brad, you haven't traditionally been into anime because maybe you had a bad experience or whatever, but if you spend enough time digging, like in anything, there's something 
to find. There's to a lot of it. Right. That I really that, love. That you, it takes a while to uh, the appreciation. It's an acquired of what taste. you're seeing. Yeah. It's like, whoa, he just did something crazy there. Or, right. oh, this is the moment that's about to happen in this anime thing that, like, right. everybody's that waiting for. And same thing it. happens but, in yeah. a Formula One race. But if you don't yeah. understand everything that goes into making that moment happen, just like you might And all the drama the behind animation. all this. Oh, this guy was injured. Or right. the, the mechanics suck and fucked his car up last time, whatever. Yeah, right. And the kind of general public sentiment of, like, oh, this is the bad guy and this is the good guy. Right, and this right. Is the underdog. Yeah. And if you're just watching, oh, yeah. it's just like, it's you know it's like yeah, this is pretty boring there's just cars going around and there's some people wrecked and <laughs> you know but if you know all of the context it's pretty cool and the show is very manipulative like it's so heavily like at each instead of doing like a they don't go through the season like chronologically each episode is about like a topic so maybe one team or one controversy or something and it'll it jumps all around the season so in one episode you might see race two race 13 and race 19 huh. you know um and pieces of it from the perspective of a certain team or a certain driver that sounds um, well hell yeah but like, like my sister loves it rachel loves it like, like that too yeah what's like sorry what do you say bro? professional wrestling is kind of similar yeah to that. for sure i remember when i, mean, I was like researching it because i was doing this i was animating the scene for the show involving china the wrestler china so i started watching wrestling and kind of got hooked on it yeah and i was like it took me months to wean myself off you'd I, be a great heel yeah those are bad guys yeah, yeah. i'm you'd a good i'm a like, heel you would just be like someone would be going Marvel movies something. suck. Anime yeah and you'd be like I, I i don't i don't dislike anime i just wanted to I, correct no, no, no i, I know i know. set the record just... straight <laughs> That you'd no, be like Generation X. <laughs> yes. No, Brad would be like, he would be very understated. Someone would say something, he'd be like, I, I don't know. I don't think that's that great, really. And yeah. Exactly. Just piss him off even more. <laughs> just be like really level headed and come down. Like, I think that's actually dumb as fucks, but whatever. Yeah. All right. That's our show. I'll do an outro. This is our this is our pod. Look at us. We have a podcast, everyone. <laughs> Look at us. Next week, Magnolia. My name's Brad Patello. Find him on Instagram, Brad at Brad Patello. Gus is Mr. Trouth. Adam is Renaissance Grunt. Email us movieodyssey.podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Same back time. Uh, yeah. Same Love podcast you. time, same podcast place. Wherever you get your podcasts, we will be there. <laughs>